All right, here's the game that we've all been waiting for. Michigan, Washington, for all the marbles. That's right, these teams are opposite and similar. This is a crazy matchup, one that I am really excited to talk about, and it's the hardest matchup I've ever had to predict. Let's go ahead and get started. All right, this game is everything you'd want in a national championship. The W for Washington, West Coast offense. The M for Michigan, Midwest defense. This is the number one passing offense in the country against the number two passing defense in the country. You've got the blue blood Michigan Wolverines, right? And the blue blood Washington Huskies. However, both programs have been fairly dormant for the last 20 years as far as the national landscape goes. Washington more dormant than Michigan, save the Chris Peterson era. They are back and they're both resurgent and it is time one of them is going to get over the hump and win a national championship. They both just won their first playoff game. These teams are eerily similar and eerily opposite. This is just really interesting to me. You have Jim Harbaugh, right? Everybody knows who Jim Harbaugh is. Not many people know who Kalen DeBoer is. So the storylines just kind of go on and on and on. Washington season highlights. Let's go ahead and get into it. Undefeated Pac-12 champions. Their best win, Oregon twice. They won at Arizona, and then they just beat Texas. On offense, the best passing offense in the nation. Dylan Johnson, as their running back, surpassed expectations. I think he was a big key to their success this season. Um, the defense is bend but don't break. I've said this before. But they are one of the best second-half defenses in the country. All you have to do is look back at all the second-half performances, and you can tell that they did everything they needed to do. They got every stop. These guys show up in the second half. The Utah game's a really good example. They shut Utah out. It was tied 28-28 halftime, and then they shut Utah out in the second half. Just they, they This defense is gritty. Uh, they make plays and they when they have to. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. and Romo Dunze could be the most lethal combination in the entire country. UW's best off, they have the best offensive line in the country, won the Joe Moore Award. Braylon Trice is one of the best edge players in the nation. Jabbar Muhammad, uh, one of the best cover corners in the nation. And Kalen DeBoer, National Coach of the Year. Ryan Grubb, probably the best offensive coordinator in the entire country. So those are, those are some things about Washington, some highlights there. For Michigan, undefeated Big Ten champions. The best wins at Penn State, Ohio State at home in the game, and then Alabama in the Rose Bowl. That was a very impressive win for those guys. Their offense is steady, efficient. They like to pound the ball in the run game. Their stats do not jump off the table on offense. It's really about their defense when it comes to statistical measurements. Uh, the defense is one of the best in the country, overall ranked number two against the pass. On offense, J.J. McCarthy is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in college football. Blake Corum, probably one of the most physical running backs in the country. He's Michigan's leader in TDs, both single season and career. Zach Center, one of the best O-line in the country, first-team All-American. You've got Will Johnson and Mike Sanristil. Mike was a receiver two years ago, and they're among, now among the best DBs in the nation. Both excellent in coverage. I think Sandra still has been targeted more times than Johnson. Johnson is a no-fly zone for sure. One of the highest-graded pass defenses, and they can all cover. So the linebackers can cover. The safeties can cover. These guys really know their coverage, which is going to be a really interesting thing going against those Washington Huskies. Michigan is also, as I've said many times before, they are one of the most distracted teams in 
college football. There's nobody that had to deal with more distractions than these guys. And they fought through that. They fought through their coach being out for six games, bookended, three at the beginning of the season, three at the end of the season. Their head coach not being able to be on the sidelines. They still went undefeated and, again, just beat Alabama. Washington, you could sit here and say the disrespect has happened all year long. And what's really interesting to me for those guys, now everybody's talking about Michael Penix Jr. We've been talking about him on this show since we started. Now everybody's saying he should have he you know should have deserved the Heisman. He definitely deserved the Heisman. This was not new, right? When people were predicting that Texas was going to beat Washington, I almost fell for that. And I had just in my mind, I've, I'd watched Penix so many times, and I watched these guys in close games, and he was true to form in that Texas game. He just does everything that needs to do. He resets his feet quickly. I said this before. He is the best in the country. He's the best I've ever seen in college at getting moved off his spot resetting his feet and getting the ball out quickly and accurately just like sticking with his progression like nothing ever happened yet in the back he's avoiding a sack maybe twice and then resetting his feet keeping his eyes downfield and throwing a strike it's incredibly impressive um and now now america knows right and and the heisman voters again i said this was this was such a a disrespect to Penix. i think him not winning the heisman him being on a conference championship team, undefeated, and you know it, it it'll go down as one of the biggest bigger snubs I think in Heisman history, right right there with Christian McCaffrey. Um, for Michigan, nobody believed you guys uh, down the stretch. You know, people started to really doubt. They thought the sign stealing thing was was everything. You know, part of your success. You know, I was there with with people looking at the success of. The program from the sign stealing allegation all the way through and saying it correlated well you have proven everybody wrong including myself and saying it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we're just better than you our roster is better than your roster our players are better than your players we're the more physical team and you guys showed against alabama something that i hadn't seen from michigan versus the sec teams as of late and you guys won that game physically even though you were getting dominated, even though in the, in the third quarter was all Alabama, you guys kept it together, and at the end of the day, you guys wore the tide out and won the game. So hats off to Michigan. Hats off to both of these teams for being in the national championship game. It has not been an easy road for either team, but you have done it incredibly different ways. All right, here we go. So when Washington has the football, and Michigan's on defense. You've got the 10th scoring offense versus the first-ranked scoring defense. Yards a game, you can just look down this list. Again, 10th and 1st. Yards of play, 5th versus 4th. You've got passing 1st versus 2nd. This is a really interesting one, though. So for Washington, they're the 102nd-ranked uh, rushing offense if you go by yards per game. If you put on yards an attempt, though, they're all the way to 55th rushing uh, yards per attempt. Right, Michigan's ninth. And then you can go through the conversions and everything else. The red zone scoring. So Washington 62nd, Michigan 2nd. That could come into play. But you you look at this. This is strength on strength. This is elite offense versus elite defense. And then we move over to when Michigan has the ball. And this is, to me, is really kind of opposite. This is, this is a little bit of uh, weakness on weakness, right? So this is the, neither of the team's strong points, and they're going to go up against each other. So you have points per game. Michigan's 14th. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Washington's 53rd. The yards a game, though, that were 72nd and 97th. 
yards per play. You can go down the list and you can see that this is definitely not strength on strength. You look at the fourth down conversion though, and this is what I will say about the Huskies are 25th. Their defense is 25th when it comes to uh, fourth down stops. And you have to think about how many close games the Huskies have been in and how many times they've had to come up with big fourth down stops because they get teams kind of in the desperation mode and they're going forward a lot on fourth down. So that 25th, that 25th ranked defense for fourth down conversion, I think is one key metric that could come into play during this game. All right, keys to the game. For Washington, I think, and this is kind of a, what does a Washington win look like? Rushing for 100 plus yards. Okay, that they ran for 102 yards against Texas, and they won that game, again, a close one. Game that they really dominated, but they were stuffed in the run game for a while, and you saw them then go to Michael Penix and look for Michael Penix Jr. to run a little bit, and that opened things up a little bit for them. They had to get that 100 yards. I think that is, that's like kind of the magic number for those guys. Passing, 300 plus yards, that's just kind of a given with these guys, but if, you're, if they're held underneath that, and then those rushing yards, then that could be a recipe to beat Washington for or for Washington that could be a recipe to lose but so I think you need to get 100 yards rushing 100 yards rushing 300 yards passing control the line of scrimmage um, the defense has to stop the Michigan run okay you cannot allow Michigan to sustain drives and I'll get into why in just a minute you also have to have your classic Washington you know eight minute drives seven minute drives five minute drives uh, people think of Washington this offense is explosive I think of them as just they are just surgeons and they just kind of, they go down and they just, you know, and they'll get chunk plays when they need to. They get tough yards when they need to. They're just really good. And so they have to have some of those long sustained drive and control the clock. I said this before, time of possession is a, to me, it's not not a great measure for a lot of teams. For Washington, I believe that's a pretty good measure uh, to look at for those guys. And they got to keep, they have to uh, keep Penix clean. So that's the other, other thing you got to do if you're a Husky. You're hoping to keep Penix from getting rushed too much. Okay, keys to the game for Michigan. Rushing 200 yards plus and passing for 200 yards plus. Maybe that number's 175 in the pass game. Maybe it's 200. It's right around there. I think you have to sustain drives if you're Michigan, even without points. So you just have to avoid the three and outs. Obviously, you've got to, you're going to have to get some scores in this game. I'm saying this because what you need to do, and I think the part of the formula to beat Washington, to keep their offense off the field and make them make them make plays, right? Make it very difficult for them, but don't give them as much time. If you can win the time of possession as, as Michigan, I think that's your first start to a recipe for success. I think you got to be able to get pressure with four rushers, uh, which Michigan has proved they can do that. You got to control the line of scrimmage and you've got to move Penix off his spot and stay in good coverage. Okay. Um, I say win time of possession by five minutes and then situationally be able to play man coverage. Um, I think that's going to be key because it it's it's proven to be a very tall task for any team to be able to play any sort of man coverage, especially against Odunze. He has been a nightmare for people. And then Washington just finds these mismatches with linebackers and safeties, and they and they figure out which one of their dynamic receivers has the best matchup, and they tend to exploit that or give them a route where they can really hurt you because they have slots that can move every single. They have NFL receivers all across the board. Okay, so. If you're Michigan, you want to win that time of possession, you've got to keep the UW offense off the field, limiting their possessions. And then I say you have to get three, somewhere in the range of three to five three and outs is probably a winning formula and probably four plus maybe PBUs. So turning completions into incompletions. Okay. As I said, now let's get into this, let's get into this prediction a little bit. 
This is a game of strength on strength and weakness on weakness. Okay, Washington's battle-tested. They've beaten teams with, quote-unquote, better rosters. Okay, They have beaten teams with better rosters. And namely, you look at Oregon and look at Texas, right? Look at those look at those two teams, and people thought those two rosters are better. They are 3-0 against that those rosters, those better rosters, right? Michigan's similar type of roster, um, maybe a little better on the defensive side. They just beat Texas that has one of the best D-lines in the country, and they didn't allow a sack, okay? They've played tight game after tight game. They have the best QB in the country and the best wide receiver group in the country with the best play caller. They've played some really good defenses. Now, they have not seen anything like Michigan's. Oregon and Texas probably the closest. I'd say Oregon's probably was was a little bit closer to what that Michigan one is, but Michigan could cover better. And I think that is going to play into uh, this game you know, significantly. When they've been in tight games, it's usually because people have been able to put pressure on Penix and make things difficult for him. So again, you have to move him off the spot. You have to get to him a little bit. You've got to make them uncomfortable because if you let Penix sit there and you sit back in zone, he's going to pick you apart. Uh, Michigan, on the other hand, battle-tested. Okay, They've beaten Ohio State. They have beaten Alabama. They've beaten Penn State. Those are some of the most physical teams in the country, and they have out-physicaled those teams. They out-Alabama'd Alabama last week. Okay, They play a punishing style of football, and I think that's what they're going to want to do. That's what Jim Harbaugh, that's what he has always done. Okay, They play elite defense, but they haven't seen anything like that UW offense. The closest thing that they've seen to that UW offense is Ohio State. And you know how that game went. Now, they gave up 271 yards of passing to Ohio State. Um, and they play, They also played uh, Maryland, and they gave up 249. And they gave up close to nine yards in attempt. Now, if you give up nine yards in attempt to Penix and company, I think it's going to be a long night. I really think it's going to be a long night because Penix will be lights out. And he will put your lights out. Um, <clears throat> I gave you the keys to the game here kind of for both teams. And it's this, I said this before, this is the hardest game I've ever had to pick. And the reason it's the hardest game I've ever had to pick is because they're, t they're like, again, strength on strength and weakness on weakness. This is very incredibly difficult. So I've gone back and forth on this and I'm, what I'm going to go with, and this is obviously, it's not a high confidence pick because this is such a tight game. I can see it going either way, but what I think happens and what I've, what, what I have, I guess, seen in the past is, and we all know the old adage, defense wins championships. And we're going to see, this is going to really get put to the test, if defense wins championships or in modern-day football is offense more important. This is like, this is everything if you're a college football fan to kind of see this type of matchup where you have, it's really an elite offense, a, uh, another worldly offense versus a really, really good defense, elite defense. And so these they meet, neither have been beaten, so we don't really have that mental picture of what that looks like. But I think I think what's going to happen in the end is that Michigan O-line is going to win that battle against the Washington D-line. And I think they're going to be able to run in, you know, later in the game, third quarter, fourth quarter. And I think if Michigan does that and they're able to sustain drives and keep that Washington offense off the field, I think that is the formula to beat Washington. I don't think you could shut Washington out. I don't think anybody can. I don't. Washington is always going to get theirs. And so 
you know, I, uh, my original pick, I, I thought that I had um, Washington, you know, the Huskies in that like 35-31 range. But I'm going to go with the Wolverines for this pick, 28-24. I think you got to watch special teams and turnovers in a game like this. It's going to be a tight game. This is going to be a, a fantastic matchup, a very entertaining game. And again, strength on strength, weakness on weakness. I am super excited. So that's all I got for today. Um, so there it is. Again, I've got the I've got the Michigan Wolverines winning 28-24. Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in here. If you haven't already subscribed, please do subscribe. Follow us on social media. We're Sports Idol Nation on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and we're Sports Idol Media now on X. So for Sports Idol Nation, I'm Josh Rodriguez. Sports is in our DNA. Hope it's in yours too. Thank you.